to episode 179 of the Truth Quest podcast. The truth about Anthony Fauci, the corrupt one-trick pony. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media on topics such as the injunctions against the vaccine mandates, Australia's approach to COVID, stagflation, let's go Brandon, or the January 6th incident at the Capitol comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Brighteon, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest Podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Much of what is covered in this episode has been covered in other podcast episodes about COVID vaccine, vaccine passports, ivermectin, and the unvaccinated. I will put a list of those in the show notes page. The rest of the episode is heavily augmented by Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. So who is this clown? Well, he's been in the federal government for going on 50 years. He's the highest paid federal employee. I think he makes like $417,000 a year, more than the president. He and his agency manages a $6 billion budget, which, as we will discuss, is the source of his enormous power. He's called America's doctor, whose job it is, assumed to use the best science to properly diagnose our illnesses and instruct us how to get healthy. Unfortunately, that is far from what he has done. As I will discuss in this episode, Anthony Fauci is a fraud and will likely go down in history as a mass murderer. He masquerades as a neutral, disinterested scientist and selfless public servant driven by a relentless commitment to public health. Instead, he has chosen to enrich himself and his partners in the pharmaceutical industry rather than serve the people of America, as he consistently prioritizes pharmaceutical industry profits over the public. Under his reign as America's doctor, drug companies engineered the opioid crisis and made America's citizens the globe's most over-medicated population. Adverse drug reactions are among the nation's top four leading causes of death after cancer and heart disease. Anthony Fauci is a corrupt one-trick pony, who is guilty of willful negligence largely through what he did not tell the American people. We will discuss these omissions throughout the rest of the episode. When I say he is a corrupt one-trick pony, I of course am referring to his one and only response to the pandemic, the vaccine. He has had a lot of help with his systematic deception from the alphabet soup conspiracy media. Let's take a look at Fauci's strategy to fight COVID. It started with his infamous flip-flopping position on wearing masks, throwing some social distancing, a little quarantining of the healthy, i.e. lockdowns, while patients were, for the first time in modern medical history, told to just suffer at home until they were near death, then go to the hospital where they were given a liver-destroying treatment and placed on deadly ventilators. Keep in mind, Fauci never cited a single peer-reviewed study that proved the effectiveness of his policy prescriptions. This is a recurring theme with Fauci. He makes proclamations without evidence to support them, and we all just go along with it. 
All of this was, of course, part of the 15 days to stop the spread. You remember that? That turned out to be nothing but a way to buy time for the not-so-safe and effective vaccine to make its debut. We had Dr. Burks, Fauci, and Redfield doing press conferences every day, handing out dictates, and not a single one of them had ever treated a COVID patient. They never once brought someone who actually knew what the hell they were doing to the podium. The lockdowns were more deadly than COVID, as they likely caused more deaths than the virus. In addition, they obliterated the global economy, plunged millions into poverty and bankruptcy, damaged our constitutional republic. How many people died or suffered from isolation, starvation, unemployment, deferred medical care, depression, mental illness, obesity, stress, overdose? Well, I can tell you the answer to that. 93,000 Americans died from overdose in 2020, a 30% increase from 2019. How about how many people died from suicide, addiction, alcoholism, child abuse, undiagnosed cancer? What developmental delays in our children will manifest themselves down the road? How many people died in the hospital without family and friends being able to be present? Did the corrupt one-trick pony establish an international network of the millions of frontline doctors to gather real-time tips, treatment protocols, share ideas, and develop best practices? Did he create hotlines and websites for medical professionals to foster consultation, ask questions, and seek guidance? No, and no, and no. He is and was a corrupt one-trick pony. The vaccine is the only answer. Did the corrupt one-trick pony facilitate the distribution of monoclonal antibody treatments in the nursing homes where one-third of COVID deaths in the United States occurred? Not only did he not do that, he actually obstructed the administering of that medicine. Let's talk about suppression and censorship under the Fauci regime. Science is dynamic. I know that Democrats have claimed for years that there is consensus among scientists when it comes to climate change. But anyone who says that is full of shit. The scientific method is, by its very nature, skeptical. But skepticism is not permitted in Fauci's world. Only approved narratives are permitted. Fauci promotes blatant censorship of dissenting opinions and scientific evidence counter to the establishment narrative. The traditional media and social media cover for him. Instead of demanding blue-ribbon scientific investigation and encouraging open, honest, and responsible debate, our government health officials, led by Fauci, collaborated with the alphabet soup conspiracy media and social media to shut down debate. They silenced doctors who disagreed with the establishment narrative. Remember when America's frontline doctors held that press conference on the steps of the Capitol? I think it was. Anyways, it was in D.C. somewhere. Well, YouTube removed it. Other platforms censored it as well. Hell, the entire free speech video platform called Brighteon has been shunned since then because they dared allow a documentary called Plandemic to air on their platform. You can't even post a video from Brighteon.com on Facebook. They automatically block it. Well, after that, it was game on. Hundreds of doctors and researchers who do not toe the party line were shut out of their social media accounts or their content was blocked in the alphabet soup conspiracy media, all too willing to run with the Russia collusion hoax story for the better part of four years, obediently ignored the story of censorship. The censorship promoted by Fauci revolves largely around the use of repurposed drugs to treat COVID because, say it with me, Fauci is a corrupt one-trick pony vaccine or bust. 
But why, you may ask? Why censor cheap, safe, and effective repurposed drugs like ivermectin and hydrochloroquine? Because under federal law, new vaccines and medicines cannot qualify for emergency use authorization if any existing FDA-approved drug proves effective against the same malady. There must be no adequate, approved, and available alternative to the candidate product for diagnosing, preventing, or treating the disease or condition. Thus, they could not afford to approve anything like ivermectin and hydrochloroquine for treatment of COVID because Big Pharma would no longer be allowed to fast-track their billion-dollar money-printing vaccine machine. To demonstrate the insidious and incestuous nature of the ties between government health agencies and Big Pharma, consider this. Fauci's own NIH is co-owner of the patent for Moderna's COVID vaccine. Oddly enough, four of Fauci's hand-picked deputies are in line to collect royalties of $150,000 annually from Moderna's success, and the NIH as well is set to take in a ton of cash. The CDC itself owns 57 vaccine patents. NIH owns hundreds of patents. The FDA gets 45% of its budget from the pharma industry through user fees, making the agency a subsidiary of Big Pharma. Nothing to see here, folks. There's no conflict of interest. It is undeniable that the suppression and censorship costs lives. Doctors willing to prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are targeted by their medical boards. Pharmacies try to deny the distribution of those drugs. Frontline doctors have to hire attorneys to continue practicing medicine. What the hell is going on? Dr. Robert Malone, one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccine, explains how it works. Quote, basically, physicians are accused of the sin of administering licensed drugs off-label, which is about 30% of all prescriptions. Then, these complaints are filed with the medical boards. Once the investigation process is initiated, the press is alerted, which subsequently writes multiple articles about the physician being investigated, destroying their reputation. They're typically fired from their hospital for creating a controversy. Often they are kicked out of their medical practice group and basically are forced to become free agents. It's a systematic attack that deprives those accused of their ability to earn a living while frightening others who might speak out into remaining silent. In many communities around the country, you can't even find a doctor willing to treat you for COVID for fear of reprisal from their employer. People have turned in desperation to hero telemed doctors. How sick is it that the medical profession, faced with a COVID-positive symptomatic patient, would send them home with no treatment when viable, inexpensive protocols exist? By the time the patients go to the hospital, they only have two treatments, remdesivir and a ventilator. It's too late for ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, or monoclonal antibodies. That's what I mean by suppression and censorship costs lives. The suppression and censorship extends to scientific and medical journals who refuse to publish studies and peer-reviewed papers about treatments other than the vaccine or to explain the dangers of the vaccine, all due to pressure from the corrupt one-trick pony. Along the same lines, not a single one of America's top medical schools published a single COVID treatment protocol. Not John Hopkins, not Duke, not Harvard. Why, you ask? Follow the money. Hundreds of millions of dollars in funding and grants come from the NIH. Who's going to jeopardize that? Did the corrupt one-trick pony ever warn the public that nearly 60% of patients hospitalized with COVID had vitamin D deficiencies? Did he ever encourage the public to lose weight and exercise as 78% of Americans hospitalized for COVID were overweight or obese? 
Did he ever advise Americans to take zinc, since it impedes viral replication and fights against colds and abbreviates their duration? No, no, and no. He willfully withheld this information and advocated for its suppression and censorship. The corrupt one-trick pony did the same thing back in the 1980s with cheap therapeutics for AIDS, as he's doing today with ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, and monoclonal antibodies. Back then, buyer's clubs were set up all over the country where cheap and effective therapeutics were imported from Mexico, Europe, and Canada. Today, we use telemed doctors or order drugs directly from foreign base from pharmacies. Fact. Early treatment of COVID is essential to recovering because it's an inflammatory clotting disease. Did the corrupt one-trick pony ever explain to the American people that the key to surviving COVID is early treatment? You must get treatment within three to five days of contracting the virus to limit viral replication and prevent the development of what is known as cytokine storm. This piece of information alone could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. As Robert Kennedy Jr. put it, the relentless malpractice of deliberately withholding early effective COVID treatments and of forcing the use of toxic remdesivir may have unnecessarily killed up to half a million Americans in hospitals, end quote. The corrupt one-trick pony's systematic blocking of early effective treatments certainly prolonged and intensified the pandemic because early treatment would have prevented hospitalization and also served to starve the pandemic by stopping the spread. Fauci is so diabolical and unethical that he advocates for the vaccination of children and teenagers, despite the fact that they are infinitely more likely to die from a lightning strike or car accident than from COVID. A recent Lancet study showed that healthy children have literally a zero risk for COVID. One model estimates that as of September 2021, 600 children have already died from the vaccine. 86% of children suffered an adverse reaction to the Pfizer vaccine in the abbreviated clinical trials. Studies show that 1 in 317 boys 16 to 17 years old will get myocardius or heart inflammation. How do you justify forcing a healthy child to take a vaccine that is dead certain to injure many and kill some while bestowing no benefits? The answer is mass psychosis. More on that in a minute. A 2021 Israeli study demonstrated that natural immunity provides 27 times better protection against COVID than the Pfizer vaccine. Does Fauci lead discussions about that fact, or does he choose to ignore it and leave the general public ignorant of this very important fact? You know the answer. He's a corrupt one-trick pony. Did Fauci ever explain to the American public that natural immunity granted to people who have had and recovered from COVID is superior to the vaccine? This dude actually advocates for the vaccination of those with natural immunity. Who does that? What kind of sick bastard is he? How about bioethics and the COVID ramdown? It's completely disregarded. For crying out loud, experimentation without proper informed consent violates the Nuremberg Code. That's how sick and twisted this shit is. Vaccinating young people who have close to zero chance of dying and or being hospitalized is by definition a violation of bioethics principles. What have we been told over and over again? The vaccine is safe and effective. It's safe and effective. Problem. The vaccine is neither safe nor effective. Not only is it not safe and effective, but it does not even prevent the transmission of the virus or the infection among the vaccinated population. How can such a safe and effective claim be made when there's no clinical trials? At Fauci's encouraging, the FDA allowed Pfizer's three-year clinical trials to terminate after six months, 
the placebo group was offered, and many accepted, the vaccine. They gave the vaccine to the control group. They eliminated the control group, which allows them to permanently hide the evidence of vaccine injuries. Doesn't sound very scientific to me. Very convenient, too, as it allows Fauci to continue to push the experimental vaccine without encountering any official pushback from a real clinical trial. So we know it isn't effective, but is it safe? Not according to the VAERS system, it's not. VAERS is a passive voluntary system to track vaccine adverse effects. It's managed by the CDC and FDA, but is flawed and radically underreports incidents. According to statistical analysis in a 2010 HHS study, it has been concluded that VAERS detects less than 1% of vaccine injuries. Even with this limitation, there are currently over 16,000 deaths and almost 800,000 adverse effects reported in VAERS. So the real numbers are likely astronomically higher. In just a matter of months, the COVID vaccine has injured and killed more Americans than all other vaccines combined over the last 30 years, all at the direction of the corrupt one-trick pony, Anthony Fauci. We've seen neurological damage, blood clots, heart inflammation, strokes, embolisms, aneurysms, Bell's palsy, organ failure, blindness, paralysis, menstrual harm, and seizures. Does that sound safe to you? Do you see discussions about any of this on the nightly news, the weekend talk shows? Do you see panels of medical experts explaining these things? Hell, if you hold a press conference with these victims or published interviews, they are suppressed and censored. Why is the COVID vaccine the only pharmaceutical product exempt from the lengthy disclosures that we are all subjected to with every drug advertisement? How is it possible that Fauci can get away with never discussing the adverse impacts of the COVID vaccine? It's possible because the alphabet soup conspiracy media refuses to report on it and or ask him any real questions and vaccine makers have immunity from liability. Did you catch that? The vaccine makers have immunity from liability, which explains why the public is not subjected to the lengthy disclosures that we have for every other drug. People are dying, being maimed for life, and the drug companies have no liability. This is some sick shit, folks. Let's circle back to the unsafe and ineffective vaccine for a minute. If a real clinical trial had been conducted, we would know that the vaccine is leaky and it wanes over time. The COVID-19 vaccines are what are known as leaky because they do not kill the viral colonies in the vaccinated individuals and thus do not prevent transmission and mutation of the virus by the vaccinated. Vaccinated become asymptomatic carriers and mutant factories spreading vaccine-resistant versions of the disease. For example, the majority of those hospitalized due to the Delta variant were, drumroll please, vaccinated. In July 2021, the CDC found that fully vaccinated individuals who contract the infection have a high viral load in their nostril passages as unvaccinated individuals who get infected. Dr. Peter McCullough put it this way, quote, Each vaccinated person is now the kind of typhoid Mary of COVID, spreading concentrated viral loads of vaccine-resistant mutants to vaccinated and unvaccinated alike, end quote. Are we able to talk about these things? Of course not. This information is suppressed, censored, and ignored. Now that the largest vaccine trial in the history of the world is about a year old, we now know that whatever protection is granted by the vaccine wanes over time. 
something we would have known had a real clinical trial had been performed. But don't you worry one bit because the corrupt one-trick pony has a solution to the problem. Booster shots for life! This should have killed the vaccine in its tracks. Whoever heard of a vaccine that only works for six months? What's the point? What we have here is a system perverted by the incentives. All you have to do is follow the money. Let's start with the fact that the FDA gets 45% of its budget from Big Pharma. Let that sink in. The FDA and all her unconstitutional offspring, the numerous alphabet soup federal agencies, are not public health agencies. They are pharmaceutical companies. They work for Big Pharma. Over his 50-year career, Fauci has essentially turned the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases into a subsidiary of the pharma industry through a complex web of financial entanglements among pharma companies and the agency. Remember that $6 billion budget I mentioned? He uses that to control and dominate a host of agencies, government bodies, scientific journals, and university research centers through a leviathan of grants, thus the perversion of incentives. As I mentioned, his agency holds hundreds, if not thousands, of drug patents, and it receives millions in royalties from drug companies. As I mentioned, even employees in Fauci's agencies receive royalties from these drug companies. These are nothing more than legalized kickbacks, the perversion of incentives. Dr. Robert Malone explains the manipulation of data that occurs at multiple levels. Quote, there are strong disincentives for physicians to report information, including at the local level. And there are also strong incentives for U.S. hospitals to over-report COVID-related deaths. The average cost of hospitalized COVID patient is between $300,000 and $400,000. You see the perversion of incentives here? He goes on. Part of that is driven by the antiviral drug remdesivir, which they've required to give because it's a licensed product in the U.S. See, remdesivir requires a multi-day stay in order to provide the infusion. So by requiring remdesivir, the hospitals are getting more revenue from hospitalized patients. Thus, the perversion of incentives. By the way, Gilead charges between three dollars and $5,000 per dose for remdesivir, while the raw materials cost around $10. But thanks to Fauci, it's an FDA-approved drug, and therefore Medicaid must cover it. The perversion of incentives. If you're like me, you may be wondering why so many seemingly well-adjusted, productive, intelligent members of society, many of your family members, friends, and co-workers have fallen for all the bullshit lies and propaganda doled out by Fauci and company. The best explanation I have heard is something called mass psychosis. Think of it as hypnosis of the masses. Generally speaking, in order to achieve or create mass psychosis, you must have a society that is, number one, decoupled or fragmented, or, or, or they lack connection. Think lockdowns, quarantines, prolonged isolation from family and friends. Think about all the loss of freedom that we endured over the last 18 to 20 months. Number two, there must be a feeling that the world is senseless and out of control. Okay, well, you can check that one off. Number three, there must be constant anxiety, stress, angst, and fear. Oh, check that one off. This is where the analogy of being similar to hypnosis comes in. You create an environment where there's a singular focus and lots and lots of anxiety. Think about the German people in the 1930s and 40s. The Jews were the danger. They were some human. Think about the portrayal of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 
You can choose not to get vaccinated, just don't come around me or the rest of my family and spread the virus. Think about the inflated death counts during the summer of 2020. Hospitals were incentivized to count people who died with COVID as a COVID death, bringing on more and more anxiety. Think about the inflated positive test counts using the highly flawed PCR test. More anxiety, more stress. Think about the constant fear porn being fed to the public by the Democrats and the alphabet soup conspiracy media, the Delta variant, Omicron. Think about the focus on COVID positive counts rather than what really matters, hospitalizations and deaths. Do we publicize the number of people who get the flu every year? All of Fauci's communications are intended to maximize stress, enforce isolation, masking, business closures, evictions, bankruptcies, lockdowns, and family separations. More stress, more anxiety. Number four, after all that, leaders step in to fix the problem, to alleviate the stress and anxiety. The irrational and frightened crowd welcomes the leaders and experts who are there to help. Number five, the authority offers a single solution. Round up the Jews, take the vaccine. Number six, then there must be harmonized messaging of lies, propaganda, and misinformation to justify and legitimize the one and only solution. Repeat the messaging over and over and over until the public has reached a point where they are literally hypnotized. Rational thought and critical thinking cease. This is followed by the squashing of dissent. The truth must be silenced. Anything that contradicts the single solution must be silenced. We've already discussed this step in depth when we discuss suppression and censorship. That, folks, is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the corrupt one-trick pony Anthony Fauci. I limited the content of today's episode to Fauci and COVID, but Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book walks through additional, equally and often more evil and diabolical details about his career, from his fraudulent handling of the HIV pandemic, a precursor to his handling of COVID, to his funding of torturous animal experiments, to his barbaric and illegal experiments on children, to his atrocities committed in Africa, to his bioweapons research. As Kennedy put it, Tony Fauci does not do public health. He is a businessman. And I would add, he is a pharmaceutical salesman, probably the best there's ever been. He used his office to enrich his pharmaceutical partners and expand the reach and influence that has made him the most powerful and despotic doctor in human history. He is a snake oil salesman and a medical charlatan with an ego only rivaled by Obama and Trump. The guy told America that if you question him, you are questioning science. This from a guy who never cites a scientific study to support his proclamation. He's never wrong, only full of excuses and blame cast on others, the public, the unvaxxed, the politics. Since this son of a bitch became the main health dude in the 1980s, we've experienced a dramatic decline in public health. Chronic health problems among the American people has skyrocketed. Food allergies, rheumatoid arthritis, environmental toxins, the list goes on and on. His COVID results are equally as dismal. The U.S. has 4% of the world's population and suffered almost 15% of COVID deaths. 2,100 deaths per million. Just to give you some perspective, Sweden is 1,400 deaths per million. Iran is 1,500. Germany is 1,200. India is 300. Japan is 139. You will note that any mistake related to COVID were always in the same direction. 
inflating the risks of the coronavirus and the safety and efficacy of vaccines in order to promote the mass psychosis, stoke public fear of COVID, and provoke mass compliance. Fauci has been compared to J. Edgar Hoover, quote, a similarly long-lived federal agency bureaucrat who used his five-decade dictatorial control of the FBI to transform the agency into a vehicle for shielding organized crime, fortifying his corrupt political partners, oppressing black Americans, surveilling his political enemies, suppressing free speech and dissent, and as a platform for building a cult of personality around his own inflated ego, end quote. More recently, he has been compared to sociopathic con men like Bernie Madoff and Charles Ponzi, based on his pathological dishonesty and deceitfulness. He has also been compared to Harvey Weinstein, the powerful and now disgraced Hollywood producer who sexually assaulted his way along casting couches for decades. Weinstein also had powerful mainstream media outfits watching his back, but once there was widespread knowledge about the truth, things changed and he went to prison which is exactly where Anthony Fauci belongs, as he is directly responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths and injuries due to the COVID vaccine. He is guilty of willful negligence in his steering of public health solutions in a direction that financially benefited Big Pharma while manipulating data, lying, gaslighting, committing horrifying bioethic violations, and worst of all, suppressing and censoring the truth. I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that Fauci will go down in history is one of the most prolific mass murderers. And that's the truth about Anthony Fauci, the corrupt one-trick pony. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.